0: Good morning, ASI. And what a blessing these young people have been. We praise God for our young people. And what a privilege it is to be here in Spokane, Washington, in a very beautiful, beautiful city. It's always a lovely thing to come to an ASI convention, a thrilling experience to see how God is moving Daily in the lives of young people and older ones, and how God is using ASI to build God's church. You know, this is a wonderful ASI convention here in a beautiful city called Spokane. We have an unusual connection, our family does, with Spokane, and that is that our third daughter, Catherine, married. Bob Rink, who comes from Spokane. And we're privileged to have Bob's mother with us today, Janice, who is a uh, regular member here in Spokane. You know, what a privilege it is to be part of God's great world family, a family that focuses on things that help to build up his precious church. What a thrilling thing it was to hear about Pathways to Health, which preceded the ASI convention. What an incredible report to hear that over 3,000 people attended this very special outreach for Spokane. Thank you to Pathways to Health. Thank you to ASI for what you have done to build God's church here in Spokane. I want to tell you, my dear friends here at ASI, I believe with all my heart that we are now living in the very tips of the toes of the statue of Daniel chapter 2. Events all around us are pointing to the final proclamation of the three angels' messages of sharing Christ's righteousness, his warnings, and his soon second coming. It is imperative that we, lift him up. You've heard already the great emphasis that our church has been placing upon revival and reformation. This is not something we dreamed up in some small corner of the General Conference. This comes directly from the Word of God and the Spirit of Prophecy. That each of us need to be revived and reformed through the power of the Holy Spirit in preparation for Christ's soon coming. In this quinquennium, we're hoping that revival and reformation will take even a more personal approach to each of us. Revival and reformation, you, your family, your church, your community, building on the wonderful things that God has provided in the scripture and the spirit of prophecy in terms of outreach, mission to the cities, Comprehensive Health Ministry, we are building upon additional three areas of focus. I won't have time today to work out all of the details of that with you, but you will be hearing much more about those. First and foremost, Christ and His righteousness. There is no other righteousness. It is Christ and Him alone lifting Him up, not only before people but in our own lives. Secondly, faithfulness. Faithfulness to God, to His Holy Word, to His understanding of the instructions that He has provided to us through the spirit of prophecy. Faithfulness to the Christian lifestyle. Faithfulness to proclaiming His Word. Faithfulness to God. But the third thing is something you've already heard a little bit about, In fact, during our interview and uh, special connection with Elder Falkenberg, we emphasized total member involvement. You know, in Testimonies, Volume 9, page 117, it indicates, and I paraphrase it, that the work will not be finished until church members unite with pastors and church officers to accomplish the work of God. Total member involvement, building God's church towards his soon second coming. You see, God is calling on us to lift him up like never before and to build his church in preparation for Christ's soon return. He asks us to tell somebody else about our relationship with him. This is what ASI is all about, sharing Jesus in the marketplace. It's the keystone of your existence. It was established from the very beginning of ASI in 1947, when Seventh-day Adventist self-supporting institutions combined to form the Association of Self-Supporting Institutions, ASI. And it continues as the bedrock of today's ASI Adventist laymen's services and industries, established to build God's church. Earlier this year, I had the great opportunity to visit a place that has been in the news for a number of years, a rather challenging place. I wanted to visit it to give our church members a very strong impression and understanding that they are part of God's family. I visited Juba, South Sudan, to encourage our church members in that war-torn part of the globe. God is enormously blessing his church in South Sudan. The East Central Africa division, of which South Sudan is a part, is doing a marvelous job in helping integrate our members into the evangelistic activities of that dynamic Division. God's spirit is moving in a marvelous way, and our work is developing so quickly in South Sudan. Pray for our brothers and sisters there. While we were there, we had the opportunity to dedicate a lovely new guest house facility, one of the best in the city of Juba, and also some new offices for local and a future union headquarters. We participated in the groundbreaking also of a new media center and a large 4,000-seat church and auditorium. In fact, it may be that Maranatha Volunteers International may help them with some of those projects. However, the church is growing and developing so fast that you actually now have an ASI chapter in Juba, South Sudan, whether you knew it or not. We had the opportunity to meet with many of them one evening in a hotel for a meal and to review some of the special projects that they had in mind for building God's church. ASI is everywhere, and it is building God's church. In my remarks to the Juba ASI group, I mentioned some other meanings of the ASI acronym and I want to present them to you today since your job is building God's church, lifting Him up. ASI, always stay involved. Stay involved with your local church, your pastor. Stay involved with the local conference and its evangelistic plans. Stay involved with the national and international evangelistic outreach. Always stay involved, don't be tempted to drift into your own world, stay involved in the church and its mission. ASI, a spiritual identity, ASI is first and foremost a spiritual organization that allows the Holy Spirit to guide and direct activities and decisions. ASI is a soul winning organization. We saw that uh, throughout this ASI convention. Young people and older ones presenting their talents to the Lord. It is sharing the central focus of Jesus and its spiritual mission to others, a spiritual identity. ASI, aggressive scriptural interest. One of the greatest attacks against God's prophetic truth today and his Advent movement, and I want to tell you I believe this very strongly, one of the greatest attacks is the devil's attack against the precious word of God. He is attempting to neutralize the plainest words of the scripture. The simplest wording of Scripture is twisted and turned by many to say the opposite of what it actually says. May ASI always have an aggressive scriptural interest as you lift up Christ and his holy word. You see, this is all part of ASI, building God's church and lifting up Jesus Christ. Your very ethos of Jesus in the marketplace challenges all of us to explain to our loved ones, to our neighbors, to our friends, what Jesus has done in our own lives and what he can do in their lives to become changed people through his blood and his power through the Holy Spirit. Build God's church. Lift him tell the marketplace of Christ's righteousness. His justifying power to cover our sins with his robe of righteousness and his sanctifying power to help us to grow on a daily basis to become more and more like him through the Holy Spirit's power. By our personal commitment to Christ, we have accepted the fulfillment of God's promise in John chapter 1, verse 12, which says, "...but as many as received him, to them he gave the right to become children of God, to those who believe in his name." What a wonderful promise. Build God's church. He's called ASI and all church members to help our growing global family of almost 19 million brothers and sisters to lift him up and to build God's church in anticipation of his glorious return. At this critical stage in Earth's history, in the overall biblical and prophetic timetable, listen to God's instruction about building his work in Ephesians chapter 2, verses 19 to 22. Now therefore, you are no longer strangers and foreigners, but fellow citizens with the saints and members of the household of God, having been built on the foundation of the apostles and prophets, Jesus Christ himself being the chief cornerstone, in whom the whole building being fitted together, grows into a holy temple in the Lord, in whom you also are being built together for a dwelling place of God in the Spirit. How exciting it is that none of us need be strangers any longer, but that we're part of God's household, His beautiful church that He is constructing and building. We're part of a worldwide heaven-born movement that is building up God's church. Never forget that you are building on the foundations of those laid before in the past, and that the cornerstone of God's great church is Jesus Christ himself. In response to Christ's question to the disciples, who do you think I am? Well, Peter's response was that he was the Son of the Living God, and Jesus replied in Matthew chapter 16, verse 18, And I also say to you that you are Peter, and on this rock I will build my church, and the gates of Hades shall not prevail against it. Now, unfortunately, some have mistaken this text to mean that Peter was the rock on which the church would be built. That is not a correct scriptural understanding. Jesus was simply addressing Peter as a small stone and telling him that the rock that would be the foundation or the cornerstone of the church was none other than Jesus Christ himself. Christ is the rock, and you are asked to build God's church on the rock, Jesus Christ. Lift him up. He is the cornerstone. He is the true foundation. Lift him up. In 1 Peter chapter 2, verse 4, Peter himself, to whom Jesus addressed the previous citation in the scripture explains that Christ is the living stone, rejected indeed by men but chosen by God and precious. In verse 5 of that chapter, Peter includes you and me in this wonderful building up of God's church by saying, and I quote, you also, as living stones are being built up a spiritual house, a holy priesthood to offer up spiritual sacrifices acceptable to God through Jesus Christ. My dear ASI friends, you and I, we are the living stones in Jesus Christ. Let's build God's church and his wonderful Advent movement. We praise God for his precious biblical message of truth for this end time setting. From a prophetic perspective, the world will get worse before it gets better. But when it does get better, it will be the best since we recognize that the soon advent of Christ is approaching. Jesus is coming soon. Lift him up. Observing world events, we immediately recognize that Matthew chapter 24, Revelation 13 are being fulfilled before our eyes. So many things that are happening point to a rapid fulfillment of prophetic messages indicating the final days of this earth's history. Debbie made an appeal about the offering. We're sitting here in a comfortable auditorium. Life, more or less, is rather comfortable in the United States and in many parts of the world. Don't be fooled And lulled into a false expectation. We are living at the very end of time. Signs of uncertainty all around us are being seen. The end of time is upon us. The world is in disarray. No one can solve the insurmountable political problems facing the world today. Every day we see the horrible terrible results of unrest, of killing, of butchery and treachery. We better understand that very interesting text in Luke chapter 21 verse 26 when it recounts men's hearts failing them from fear and the expectation of those things which are coming on the earth. You see signs of uncertainty are all around us. Social trends in this country and elsewhere continue to defy biblical truth. Economic instability is everywhere. Ecumenical trends are pointing to the fulfillment of Revelation 13 verse 3 which says all the world wondered after the beast. ASI, God calls you to build His church. Be in connection and in communion with Him every day, being revived and reformed in Him, lifting Him up not only before people, but in your own life. Build up God's church as we point people to Christ, to His holy word, to His church, His prophetic movement, His biblical plan for the family, to His sanctuary message, to public and personal witnessing and evangelism, to belief in, and use of the spirit of prophecy, to the proclamation of his three angels' messages, to Christian stewardship, to living the Christian life, to Christian humanitarian service, and to sharing the promise of Christ's soon coming. Build God's church. One of the most important biblical examples of faithful building, we just heard of a A wonderful school that is being built with a one-day church template. A lot of building going on. A lot of people here in this room have participated in many different kinds of building projects. We have professional people who are involved in contracting and building. One of the most incredible biblical examples of construction is the story of Nehemiah who served in the Persian palace. In your Bibles, turn to Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 4. It records that when Nehemiah heard about the broken down wall of Jerusalem, he sat down and wept. He then turned his pleading heart to the Lord in prayer. You see, when you see something wrong, when you see something needing to be fixed, don't just complain, don't just sit And weep. Do something. Build God's church. As he prayed to the Lord and as you face challenges each day, be constant in prayer just as Nehemiah was asking the Lord to give guidance and to give success. In our own personal lives, let us pray earnestly for the falling of the latter rain of the Holy Spirit. It will come, and I believe, very, very soon. In Nehemiah chapter 1, verse 11, Nehemiah prays, O Lord, I pray, please let your ear be attentive to the prayer of your servant. As you build God's church, brothers and sisters here at ASI and wherever you might be watching this telecast, understand that we must pray like we have never prayed before. Pray to receive power from on high for the mission entrusted to us. Pray for the latter reign of the Holy Spirit. Nehemiah received permission from the king of Persia to return to Jerusalem and to rebuild the wall. Three days after arriving in Jerusalem, after assessing the needs of that wall and the city itself, Nehemiah challenged the Jewish nation, saying in chapter 2, verse 17, Come, and let us build the wall of Jerusalem that we may no longer be a reproach. My dear friends, members of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, don't ever let your work or your attitude be a reproach to God. Don't let your church be a reproach to God. Don't ever be ashamed of your church or of who you are. You know, I've mentioned this before. Some of you may have heard it, but supposing someone comes up to you right here in Spokane and says, well, uh, you know, I notice you've got uh, quite a group of people here. Uh, uh, Who are you people? Well, you know, uh, we're just a little church. You have never heard about it. It's just a little group. Uh, You may have heard of Pathways to Health, but you really don't know anything about the church. But who are you? What do, you, what do you represent? I've noticed you're doing something different. You, you look a little different. Well, you know, I belong to the uh, Seventh-day Adventist Church. Uh, what was that? You know, my friends, as ASI members, as members of the church, when someone asks you what you believe and who you are, look them straight in the face, straighten up, put a smile on your face and say, I am a Seventh-day Adventist. And let me tell you about it. Lift up. Jesus first, and then share the beautiful relationship you have with him. Don't be a reproach to God or your church. Well, the positive response of those in Jerusalem is found in verse 18. And they said, let us rise up and build. But beware of those who want to tear down the wall those who might have a negative effect on you and your project. And those are represented in this story by Sanballat, Tobiah, and Geshem. They laughed and they despised Nehemiah. I want to tell you, take courage from God, the God of Nehemiah, in the challenges that each of you face and join with Nehemiah in saying in verse 20, the God of heaven himself will prosper us, therefore we his servants will arise and build. Lean on Jesus. Lift him up. I might just share that, you know, personally I face number of challenges from time to time. People trying to tear down God's church or things that we try to do. I want to tell you, I would have no success whatsoever in what I do if I didn't fully turn everything over to Jesus and lean on Him. I ask you to do the same in your own lives. Well, the construction began and came up to half of the height of the intended wall because, as verse 6 in chapter 4 says, the, mi- the people had a mind to work. You know, when you build God's church, have a vision, have a direction, have enthusiasm, an objective. They had a mind to work. However, when Sanballat and uh, Tobiah and the enemies of God heard of the progress, they made a plan to attack. Nehemiah pled with the Lord through prayer and then positioned the people saying in that same chapter, chapter 4, verse 14, remember the Lord, great and awesome, and fight for your brethren, your sons, your daughters, your wives, and your houses. They divided the task of defense and construction so that all participated in building and defending. In fact, in verse 17, it says those who built on the wall and those who carried burdens loaded themselves so that with one hand they worked at construction and with the other they held a weapon. As you build God's church, with one hand do the work of God and in the other hold the word of God. This is your heavenly weapon against all that will attack. Lean completely on the Lord in your faithful service, saying along with those who worked on the wall of Jerusalem, recorded in verse 20, Our God will fight for us. What an assurance we have as Seventh-day Adventists march into the very near future and what we know will happen prophetically. Our God will fight for us. Nehemiah and his colleagues were so persistent and faithful in building God's wall that they did not even take off their clothes except to wash them. Work with that same type of dedication, to build God's church and proclaim the three angels' messages with Holy Spirit power. In the book Testimonies, Volume 9, page 19, we are told the focus that we are to have. It's one of my favorite quotations. It says, in a special sense, Seventh-day Adventists have been set in the world as watchmen and light bearers. Imagine yourself walking along the top of the wall of the wall of Jerusalem symbolically. You are set as a watchman, someone who is to look out for God's great church. They have been given a work of the most solemn import, the proclamation of the first, second, and third angels' messages. There is no other work of so great importance. They are to allow nothing else to absorb their attention." What absorbs your attention? I have to confess, the day-in, day-out email absorbs a lot of my attention. Challenges and problems and talking with people. Well, that's all part of the process, but let me tell you, if I spend too much time doing God's business but don't attend to my own relationship, I want to tell you, I will not find salvation. Even the general conference president is not immune to being distracted by even good things. What absorbs your attention." Well, Sanballat and Tobiah and Geshem didn't give up. Beware of those who will dissuade you of your great task as Seventh-day Adventists on the wall just before Christ's soon coming as you build God's church. The enemies of Nehemiah sent a message to him to meet them in order to distract him from his work of building. Now this is where the story really gets interesting. There are going to be people, there are going to be projects, there are going to be things which maybe even good in themselves may be used to distract you from building God's church. Well, Nehemiah sent back a very powerful message in chapter six, verse three, one of the most powerful messages in that book. Let this be your message as well as mine, through the grace of Jesus Christ. I am doing a great work, so that I cannot come down. When the Sanballats and the Tobias and the Geshems of this world tempt you to distraction. Tell them, we are building God's church and we will not come down. Nehemiah prayed in verse 9, O God, strengthen my hands. Ask God to strengthen your hands as you build God's church. God will reward your faithfulness as he did Nehemiah's. Verses 15 and 16 of chapter 6 record, So the wall was finished, and it happened when all our enemies heard of it, and all the nations around us saw these things, that they were very disheartened in their own eyes, for they perceived that this work was done by our God. When God shows his mighty hand in your work, wherever you happen to be, in the local church, in a large setting, in a small setting, whatever it is, give him all the glory and people will see that he is working through you to lift him up. Prophets and Kings, page 645. Like Nehemiah, God's people are neither to fear nor to despise their enemies. Now that's an interesting, uh, an interesting directive. Do not fear or despise your enemies. Putting their trust in God, they are to go steadily forward, doing His work with unselfishness and committing to His providence the cause for which they stand. Lean on Jesus. ASI members, I challenge you as you face the last days of earth's history to build God's church through the power of the Holy Spirit and your daily walk with Jesus in Bible study, in study of the spirit of prophecy, in prayer and in witnessing. Lift Him up in all that you do. Accept God's plea in Revelation chapter 2 verse 10. Be faithful unto death and I will give you the crown of life." Take Christ's words seriously, found in Revelation 3, verse 11. Behold, I am coming quickly. Hold fast what you have, that no one may take your crown. Realize that you are the inheritors of God's great commission to proclaim the truth to the final generation and build God's church. Revelation 17 verse 14 says, "...the Lamb will overcome them, for He is the Lord of lords and the King of kings, and those who are with Him are called, chosen, and faithful." You are chosen to build up God's church and by God's grace to testify of His wonderful goodness in your own personal experience. Stand firm for God's truth lift Him up, proclaim His Word, and build God's Church wherever you live. Last January of this year, it was a privilege for the leadership of the Seventh-day Adventist Church, the World Church, to be in La Romana, Dominican Republic. We were conducting administrative meetings and planning for the future building of God's Church. We took time to study God's Word in the morning with Pastor Finley and then to focus on the Holy Spirit and the latter rain engaging in the worldwide 10 days of prayer that took place in January. We had morning and evening prayer sessions as senior leadership of the entire world field. It was a great blessing to pray together. We had division presidents from almost every corner of this globe, as well as senior leadership from the General Conference itself. However, on Wednesday of that particular week, together we took time out from our administrative duties and discussions for almost the entire day to literally build God's church. It was a wonderful experience as we worked with Maranatha Volunteers International. Maranatha, as you well know, is led by Don Noble, Kenneth Weiss, and others, and is an ASI member, a dynamic supporting ministry of the church that works all over the world using volunteers and has built many churches in that particular country of Dominican Republic. Well, we were assigned to help construct the new One Day Church and a one-day Sabbath school building in the town of Villa Hermosa, in its smaller section called Villa Cayoba. Now, our world church leaders came with their gloves, their hats, and their work clothes. They painted, they shoveled, they poured cement, they erected a structure. They roofed two church or two structures. They built a wall. Garwin, I don't know where you're sitting, but you would have been proud of us as we worked on a one-day church. In fact, the Lord protected us because we don't normally do that kind of work and uh, we might run into some problems, but the Lord protected and we had no accidents. A new water well was also put in on the church property, dedicated to providing abundant fresh water to that community which did not have running water. And the church that was constructed will provide that town and community with the living water, Jesus Christ. What a privilege and joy it was for the world church leadership to build God's church in Via Cayoba. And we know that this church will be the foundation of many more churches that will be built since the missionary zeal of God's people in Dominican Republic is contagious. My friends, God is calling us to build God's church in every possible way as we come to the very end of time. We see the results of faithful builders of God's church all around us. Right here at this ASI convention, you have seen multiple times how people are building God's church. This is the result of God's faithful people witnessing in such a positive manner to facilitate the building up of God's church and sharing biblical truth. God is calling you to join in the final proclamation of the wonderful news that Jesus is offering His salvation to all who will receive Him, that He is coming soon, and that He wants us to tell someone else about this good news and help to build God's church. Let's wake up. Let's realize Jesus is coming soon. Look at the signs around you. Listen to the alarm bells that are ringing. Last night, well, I should say early this morning, those of you who are staying in the Davenport Grand Hotel received an alarm, a wake-up call. It wasn't a wake-up call that simply asked us, to designate a particular time so that we would be ready to come to a meeting here. It was a fire alarm. Well, after trying to wake up and talking to my wife a little bit, that alarm didn't cease. It kept on repeating itself. Finally, I pulled some clothes on And so did Nancy. I then went and grabbed a few important things, put them into my briefcase, put my laptop in, and I put my Bible, and I put my sermon in for today. (laughs) We wandered down the stairway from the 11th floor where we are, along with many other people that had vacated that building. We actually happened to run into some people that we knew uh, Steve and Gail Hansen were there and and Steve finally when we were down on the sidewalk he said what illustration are you gonna draw from this for the sermon? <laughs> well I didn't quite know how to approach that but this morning we received a, a text message from Melody Mason whom you've seen here one of our strong prayer coordinators and she said you know what that alarm was Distinctly and specifically telling us that all around us we need to listen to the alarms that are going off now. We need to be ready to proclaim God's precious truth. Interestingly, when we got down there, Melody was with some other friends also, and she said, Well, I took my laptop and my Bible. Interestingly, that's what I had done. What are the most precious things that you will take when you have to escape somewhere? Let's never forget God's Word. Let's remember the alarms are going off, that Jesus is coming soon. Let's believe God's prophets. I hope that each of you are going to be participating with Believe His Prophets. Uh, Reading God's Word every day, reading from the spirit of prophecy. Right now we're reading In Steps to Christ, a marvelous book, incredible 13 chapters reading from the Scripture. Let's believe in the prophetic books of Daniel and Revelation. Christ is coming soon. What a day that will be, saved through the justifying and sanctifying power of Jesus Christ and Him alone, saved through His righteousness. What a privilege to share this prophetic message and humbly ask God for revival and reformation in our own lives as we lift up Jesus. Are we willing to renew our commitment to the distinctive prophetic messages of Daniel and Revelation, following in Christ's steps of sharing His love, warning the world, and building His church? ASI, are you willing to do your part in building God's church in these last days of Earth's history? For one of these days, very soon, we will look up into the sky and we will see a small cloud approaching from the east. And Out here in Spokane, it will be easier to see that cloud than some places where we have Lots of trees and all of that, but wherever it is, it doesn't matter, the desert or the forest. You will look up and you will see that cloud approaching. It will be an unusual cloud, one about half the size of a man's hand, dark in color, but getting brighter and brighter and filling the entire sky. And we will look up and we will see the culmination of all of our hopes as Seventh-day Adventist Christians, the second coming of Jesus Christ. And we'll look up and say, this is the God that we have waited for. And the Lord will look down and say, well done, good and faithful servants in ASI. Enter into the joy of your Lord. Oh, what a day that will be. A day that God is preparing for you and for me as we lift him up. I want to be there that day by the grace and righteousness of Christ. If today you want to humbly submit your life to Christ and His robe of righteousness, and you want to go home with the Lord to heaven, asking Him while you are here just before His coming to use you in every way possible to lift Him up and build His church. If you want to make that commitment today, would you quietly stand to your feet along with me? Amen. I'm going to ask you do what we did at the session, and that is to take maybe 90 seconds more. I want you to seal this commitment with someone next to you through prayer, each of you praying a very short prayer and asking God to use you and me to build His church in preparation. For Christ's soon coming, when truly he will be lifted up before the entire universe. Now, our Father in heaven, you have heard prayers ascending all over this auditorium. People who are pleading with you to use them to help build God's church, to lift Jesus up in their lives, in their daily activities, and in their service to others. Lord, you have heard the prayers, not only in this auditorium, but people who are watching through 3ABN broadcast all over this globe. Lord, guide in a very special way as people's hearts are turned towards you. Lord, we long to see Jesus come. Please use us in these last days of Earth's history to accomplish exactly what you have in mind for the Seventh-day Adventist Church and all who believe in your soon coming and the proclamation of the three angels' messages of Revelation 14. Help us to be focused upon building up God's church. Thank you for hearing us in this prayer. We commit ourselves into your hands. Go with us and empower us and help us to know that our God will fight for us. In the precious and wonderful, powerful name, a name full of righteousness for each of us, we ask all of these things in the name of Jesus Christ, our Savior. Amen.